following presentation is an Almarva Studios production. Welcome back, Truth Seekers from around the world. It's time for another edition of the Flat Earth Files. Appreciate y'all listening, and uh, we do have a very special guest standing by who will be with us in just a moment. But before we bring him on, just a reminder, please do stop by the website. It is theflatearthfiles.com. And uh, I have been posting show notes in the forum. So you can just see the corresponding uh, episode 71. We did listener emails and you'll see uh, in the forum, all the supporting documents and pictures I have in there. So go check that out. The flat earth files.com leave a speak pipe message. Again, I have increased it to five minutes so you can leave uh, a lengthy message there. Uh, Listen to the 24 seven streaming radio. Lots to do there at the flat earth files.com. Questions, comments, concerns, please check out the, uh, excuse me, send us an email to theflatearthfiles at gmail.com. Again, it is theflatearthfiles at gmail.com as we are now scheduling people through August. And I do have, uh, I'm actually going to be a guest on some other folks' podcasts, so uh, not as many episodes this coming month, uh, but there'll be plenty of content uh, not to worry. So without any further ado, we're going to bring on our special guest for the evening, uh, and please help us welcome Steve. Steve, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hello, how you doing? Good. It's always good to have a fellow uh, a fellow podcaster on. Uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the folks. Uh, my name's Steve. I live up in East Tennessee in the mountains, and we just decided, you know, you got to fight back, and so we watched everything be perverted everything it don't matter what it is satan's got his hands in it and so we decided to take his church and so we started a podcast it's called the church of satan and it's god's fight club you know it's we're fighting for souls and you know you got the devil on one side and god on the other and we all know who wins in the end, but what most people forget is what happens with the small battles, and that's the people's soul. And if you you got to you got to fight, you know, and that's basically all it is. We're on Spotify, um, Church of Satan, a couple other places. Yeah, and I did link uh, your your Spotify. Um your podcast for Spotify in the show description. So everyone that you don't have to go searching for it, just go to the show description and click on the link and it'll take you right to Steve's podcast. Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey to the truth. When did you kind of become awake? I know it's a multi-step process and then we all get to a point where we realize it's a spiritual battle, right? You know, at first it, it sometimes it starts out as cool conspiracies and then we realize it's good versus evil very much. You realize that with your podcast. Yeah, mine um 
I grew up in church and I've kind of always felt like I needed to do something. I've had um, my grandmother's brother was a preacher. Their, some of their earlier kin folks were preachers. And, you know, these are some of the snake candler types. I've been to those churches where they're doing flips down the aisles and yelling and screaming. And it's, it's seen a little bit of everything but then i've got nephews that are preachers brother-in-laws that are preachers and i have always run away from it i've never wanted to do it i've always kind of done stuff my own you know like i've been talented where i could make a living with my hands i could pretty much fix about anything but i kind of stayed out of the realm uh, preaching and I've always kind of been felt like I needed to but I've ran from it and I've been beat up um had three heart attacks you know every time he kind of takes a little piece of me <laughs> you know it just kind of slaps you around and you yeah. kind of you kind of get there but I've been I don't know I've, I've been seeing stuff with the government I've, I've followed politics pretty much since the nineties. I mean, I'm older. Um, so, you know, I've, I've kind of seen it and it's the same people over and over and they all lie. They all got a 12 step plan that they're going to do something. And all they do is just take your money. Um, and then once you see them lying, you know, then you start questioning everything. And it's like, you know, the, the moon, the whole, the whole thing. And you just, it, they just lie is basically it and once you start lying you start digging it's about everything i mean everything they do is a lie i mean everything and it just kind of wakes you up and so here lately i've had some other stuff going on and kind of got hit pretty hard um with some brain stuff i had a couple of craniotomies and my goodness had radiation on the brain and I pretty much, I don't know. I didn't want to go knock on the door of the pearly gates and, you know, him be like, what have you done for me? You know, I mean, I've, I've always kind of had a walk with him, you know, kind of a relationship, but I've always run away from him. But, you know, and if you, if you open your eyes and, and, and that's the part I guess I don't get is, in in somewhere I I can't remember. There's things I forget now that they've been poking around on my brain for the last year and a half. Um, you know, but where it's talking about where some people can't see, you know, it'll get to the point to where they can't see it, right? And the believers can see it, and I think we're there. I mean, because these people can't be that stupid, and that's the only way I know how to put it. I mean, they're they're blind. They absolutely cannot see what's going on because it, it don't matter where you look. I mean. Boys stand up to pee, girls squat to pee. It don't change. It's kind of like, you know, to me, that's kind of where it started when they started that stuff. That and and that that's actually been about ten years when that first, you know, you, you started seeing it, and you know, then once you get to looking, and then you know, and then if you go back into the Bible, I mean. You know, and like where you're coming on on the flat earth, you know, it it does talk about the four pillars of the earth. And, That's right. You know, God put his 
you know, like Genesis one fourteen, you know, and it, it, where he's talking about placing the the sun and the moon, and then he makes the seasons, and then where my where mine come in at was Jesus was on the face of the earth. We we know that, and I'm a believer in Jesus, and he was tempted. He was tempted by the devil for 40 days, you know, Matthew four, Luke, I think it's Luke one, um, you know, like where they're talking about it. And it says that, you know, he was tempted. Satan was here. Well, Jesus died and left. Where did Satan go? That's kind of where I've been at. And, you know, and it, it said that he was, taken away for a season well then if you go back to genesis it's kind of not too hard to see that you know you can't say that the season was however long it says right there in genesis 1 14 that you know he put the moon and the sun in the in the firmament and it's for the seasons for the days and so he was gone for a season and that means he's still here. And then if he's still here, you know, everything here is his. This we're we're not in you know, everybody thinks that we're waiting on the you know, the Antichrist to show up. Mm-hmm. I think he's here. I mean, I think at all times we've always had an antichrist. It's just it where where we're at in society, if he manifests himself, I guess is, you know, I, I, I guess it's kind of going down another rabbit hole. But um, if you go back and you look at time, and you can go to NPR's website and, and search, I believe it's the amount of people that were populating the earth um, during Jesus's time on earth. And NPR's website will tell you, you know, it was like 174 million. I'm, I'm thinking it somewhere's right in that. It's been a minute since I've looked. Um, but then it, you get out 800 years and we're at 180 million. And then all of a sudden it just blows up from that point. And, you know, it's talking about Satan's realm, you know, reign of a thousand years on the earth. And, I, I think we're in that time. I think that time is up. You know, if you look at when Jesus was sacrificed and then you start adding it, I mean, if, if you can't believe anybody, you know, like the winners of the wars writes the history, it, it, I'm, a, I'm a weapons guy. I love weapons. And if you go back and you just start researching, I guess that's where I started digging around in it. Um, there, There's like a, the history from 2000, you know, years ago to a thousand years ago is pretty up in the air. I mean, you can't really find a lot of books. You can't really find a lot of anything. And, you know, everybody says, you know, Rome fell, you know, right around that time, 300, what was it? 300, you know, 80 after the death of him yeah but it never it never did you know you got the roman catholic church the jesuits you know i mean so it 
Rome never did fall. It it still yeah, it kind of just went underground, right? Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> they just changed cities. Yeah, they got their own country inside of another country that you can't screw with them. Now. That's so, right. I mean, you know, um, so it kind of when you start looking at the whole time factor, I mean, nothing nothing makes sense. And it, and if they lie about one thing, why wouldn't they lie about something else? And if this is Satan's Earth right now why wouldn't it why why wouldn't it you, you know what i'm saying i mean it's just more it everywhere you dig it's just more questions and nothing it, it you you can't get answers basically on anything and then when you start seeing the people how they're blind you know i mean it just it, you just gotta wonder like what's going on i mean like it just doesn't make sense and then you know you could even get back and and I kind of go into the Knights Templar, you know, because they were around in Jerusalem. Yes. You know, supposedly they got, you know, all the relics, King David, you know, Solomon's tomb. And the Catholics wanted that. Um, if If they had something that was so important that it would open the eyes of everybody, you know, in the Ark of the Covenant, I don't, I don't know what it was, but why did France, you know, on that Friday the thirteenth, why did the, you know, basically the Catholics had them killed, and you know, they they kind of run, they didn't, they didn't kill all of them. Um, I mean, you can't kill the idea, and so now when they, if they're here, you know, in the United States. It, it, they kind of come, you know, it kind of shows them 1300-ish, you know, when all that happened in like 1360, you know, supposedly they could be here. They they might not be here, but they could be here. You don't, you know, there's no, they're not going to show you any true facts. And if you're looking for the Smithsonian to show you facts, they're not going to show you nothing. Um, so if the Knights Templar was good, why not mix it in with the Freemasons and make them bad? And then because, you know, when you now you get into the Civil War or even even the Revolutionary War. So basically you got Britain, France and America and we're fighting and Britain kind of gets scared because they know that they can't. We're too far away for that technology for them to come over here and conquer us. You know, they were the largest army in the world at the time, you know, and but they it was too vast of a land. They just got done fighting the seven year war here and they took a pretty good lick and they won. But France did give it to them um, and, and they always fight. They're all kin to each other. And the, the upper echelons never gets killed they're just killing the people which they really don't care about it's kind of like a you know hey i beat you and they're sitting around at thanksgiving dinner and they're laughing and they're, oh, i'll get you next time and then here they go on another fight i mean i know it's not quite like that but it's pretty dead burn close that bloodline is pretty tight <laughs> you know Big I mean, time. It, it, yeah even you know through russia through all of them world war one world war two they're all kin um but then when you get, so if you, if, if they thought by chance that they could lose, 
or if they thought themselves of making another empire stronger. Now they have America, which is the fighting arm. They have London, and then you have the Catholics. You know, you have Rome. You have the triangle right there. And and the, basically, France at that point in time was the Catholic Church. You know, they leaned more well they've always leaned towards everybody the french that's why we always said they fight best in reverse um you know so if if they kind of all got together and they're like okay let's let america go you know do its own thing but we will put our people in control they don't really care what's happening in the civilized population, as long as they're in control of it. And so then you get into the Freemasonry. And my grandfather was a Scottish Rite high up. He worked for Martin Marietta or Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Hmm. Um, I remember when I was a kid going to, uh, he he was pretty high up. I mean, he, he drove a 1977 green Chrysler, New Yorker, brand new. Um, I was born in 67. So I was 10 year old, probably 11 year old. We went to, he drove to Louisville, Kentucky from Knoxville here. And we pulled in at the GE plant, which made the big, big motors. Yep, yep. Um, and he had a parking spot that said reserved and it had his name on it. <laughs> and it was like three doors from the main entrance. When he walked in, it's like, it's like you see in the movie, everybody, you know, jumped up and, you know, hello, Mr. Simons, how you doing? You know, everybody taking his coat, taking his hat. He had his own office, but he was from the DOE. He was, he was the government, you know, and he, if he didn't sign it, they wouldn't get paid. And, uh, I remember, you know, I took a tour of that place and, you know, I'm standing up in the middle of a motor and I, I'm not even half the size of the inside windings of a motor. I mean, these things are huge, but anyway, that's, so that's Papa, you know, but, um, if, if you go back to, and, and I get sidetracked, you gotta, you gotta watch me. I can talk about anything for any, any amount of time. You're good. Um, I do. I already have a bunch of questions written down, but I'll, yeah. I'll wait for you to, to go ahead and finish your thought. All right. All right. But so, so if, if, if now, if America is being controlled right. and, and Britain and France and they're all in and okay, now, now we have all of America. So no matter what happens, we're in control of America. Well, then you get these people that, are the Knights of the Golden Circle, and they they pop up. Well, I kind of been a firm believer that the Freemasons were not the Knights Templar. They were more towards the Knights of the Golden Circle, and it goes all the way down to the Caribbean, the Gulf of Mexico. From a military point back in that era, you wanted to control that Panama Canal area because there wasn't, wasn't a Panama Canal at that time. And you wanted the narrowest part of that land and you wanted to control everything because you controlled both sides. You controlled the Mississippi. And that was what the federal government was trying to fight during the Civil War. And everybody makes it about slavery. It didn't have nothing about slavery because we're all slaves now. So Correct. they can't say that it, it was about slavery because now they won. And instead of a few people being slaves, we're all slaves. So it it... it they wrote the history, you know, and, and, and nobody should be enslaved, but now everybody's enslaved. That's right. Um, 
so if you if you put those two people together you know the knights templar and the knights of the golden circle and if you look at the amount of people and the amount of states that was actually fighting then you've got the confederal or the confederates and then you had the civil war but you had you know jesse james you know john wilkes booth you know all of them all, all those people were knights of the golden circle so this was no little thing it was it's way bigger and most most people even in the conspiracy world they don't really they just knights of the golden circle and they blow it off they don't really realize how big and how deep it was and how much money that they actually funneled in and and so they kind of got beat and you got the civil war and now we're basically where we're at now and the part that i love about the flat earth and if you think about it 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 goes back um and kind of where i'm at you know in the church of satan the fighting you know trying to win souls and doing all that i'm from the hills of tennessee and there's one guy that sang a couple of songs charlie daniels you know the devil went down to georgia that's right because he got kicked he got kicked out of tennessee <laughs> <You know? laughs> we, didn't, we didn't want him here and then he also did you know the south's gonna rise again or the south it wasn't the south's gonna rise again it's uh i, I can't remember exactly the south's gonna do it again or rise again or i don't think it's rise i think he uses something different other than rise um when i remember the south's going to do it again but when i was growing up i remember it's the south's gonna rise again and i don't know if they've changed it i don't know if it's just one of them i think it's something different than what it is but so now if you take that flat earth and you take the antarctic um and i actually have some postcards i'll get to this in a minute don't let me forget about uh, -huh. uh from the antarctic from admiral bird's trip when they traveled down there um they actually had a post office, a floating post office that went with them. And they actually mailed postcards out that stamped Antarctic on them. And it stamped the time frame that, that they were down there during Admiral Byrd's first trip. Um, and I actually have a couple of those. Um, but so now if you take that, that Antarctic theory and you go to the South, well, everywhere, if you go south, it's everywhere. That's You're right. All, the south is all encompassing. So basically, now the south has them surrounded. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, you know, what a better, you know, I mean, it's kind of, kind of where I'm at on my thinking. That's really interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I've come across the Knights of the Golden Circle before. I think the guy's name was Bickley, who was the head of it. And uh, when I was researching them, I, I didn't find a whole lot about him. I think he was either a doctor or an author or something. Um, but it was interesting because the one thing I do remember about them is they were founded on July 4th. It was somewhere mm -hmm. between 1850 and 1860 uh, when they were founded. So uh, obviously it was in the lead up uh, to the Civil War, if if that history actually happened, which... I kind of lean more towards it did. Of course, we know the actual storyline has been changed. And uh, I've done uh, episodes uh, ad nauseum uh, about Lincoln, and he was one of the most tyrannical, if not uh, the most mm -hmm. tyrannical president in the history of this country. Uh, I made that very clear. 
Yep, and John Wilkes Booth was in Knights of the Golden Circle, and it was in 1954 was when they founded it. And um, oh, and 1840, it was July 4th, 1854. 18, 1854. Okay, 1854. gotcha. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and there was a whole lot. If you look at even there's a picture of Jesse James and his brother in Nashville at some work camp um like i don't even remember what it was but um jesse james's brother had his hand in, in his vest pocket and that was a sign back then of the knights of the golden circle and you know how napoleon put his hand in yep. the vest pocket that that is that whole that's how far back it goes and it continues to yep. go um and you know, so you're talking different little branches that's popped up all during history, but it's always been there. And the one thing that's always that is always the same is that hand in their pocket and or in their vest pocket or that you know between the buttons. Right, know, they actually slide it into their jacket. It's called yes. the hidden hand because it's basically yes. saying that we are the hidden hand that controls you. And that yes. even there's pictures of George Washington doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And but that was the Knights of the Golden Circle. So see he and and George Washington was supposedly a freemason. Yep. So you you, you kind of get it. It's like they almost didn't know when they were getting tugged in both directions and it was so they were like on the fence too and if you got a look back then you know they would kill you they would literally string you up for nothing and there was a bunch of the knights of the golden circle people that did get that did get strung up if they found out once they started getting rid of them if you were found out to be in the knights of the golden circle they actually strung you up there was some political I think it was the governor of uh, Missouri, if I'm not mistaken, one of the lieutenant governor or somebody like that, that then he might have got out of it. But it was a big whoop-de-doo back in that time frame. I mean, I I looked into it quite a bit because my granddad talked a bunch. He was kind of like I am and he rambled and he just talked and talked and he was a very quiet guy until he talked. And then when he talked, he didn't shut up. And there's <laughs> um you know, a bunch of stuff up here, you know, you're talking about the spheres, you know, we've got the golden ball, you know, the, the world's fair, you know, you know, all the weird crap that goes on with the world's fair. Well, we have a golden ball in downtown Knoxville and, um, you actually can look in the, uh, unless they've changed it, um, uh, Lake Chihaui is on a private, the only private lake on the TVA water system, and it's completely private. Um, they and it's the only lake that's private. And there is a Civil War. Um, if you during Google's map, they had like a castle, like a rook mm -hmm. that they would mark forts. And there was actually a fort at Abrams Creek where it come into Chihaui Lake before it was an actual lake back in the Civil War time. Um, and it was so it, that whole little area was protected. Well, then they flooded it and they put that dam in there and it's a privately owned lake. Well, um, Papa always said that there was um, the reason part of the reason that the Cherokee, the, the, that trail of tears that they run the, the Cherokee out the Indians was because that, and, and well, and here's another fun factor, the Smoky Mountains 
National Park is on one side of the lake and on the other side of the lake is Cherokee National Forest. So it's it's a lake that is completely surrounded by federal land and it's a privately owned lake. And they had uh, problems when Obama was in office and supposedly they had a leak or they drained the dam and you couldn't go on you couldn't go on the property you know you could kind of walk down there but there literally was a police officer a state trooper a county blunt county officer um like within 100 yards 200 yards of each other they lined the whole thing you you i've never seen so many police in in all my life really and it was for a yeah and it was for a private lake and you can you can research that so why why was that there um, and it, nobody would ever tell you anything. And the lake kind of goes off to the side. It's a very small lake, but you can't see it. Um, you know, like once you get off the road, you're kind of like in the valley. Um, well, Papa always said that there was a silver mine or a gold mine. I don't remember which uh, that was up there. Uh, um, that supposedly sense. that right. was up there. And, you know, the, there's like five lost treasures, uh, mines or something like that in the Smoky Mountains. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but that was that was one of them. They were part of the cave system. Well, the other thing was the tied to the Mammoth Cave is we're about 200 miles from the Mammoth Cave entrance in Kentucky. And it's all limestone and we're kind of still in the same valley, still in the same area i guess you'd say um and some of the stuff i've heard is that it's part of a mine that goes all the way back into there it's kind of like the backside of mammoth cave like you can get into that whole cave system from that one area right there if you get into the really weird stuff like the ufos and all that that was <laughs> supposedly a site that they were mining gold like taking it out to uh, the truck club you know I, mean, gotcha. I, I, I don't believe in none of that stuff but i mean <laughs> you know i mean but it's it's that's the stories have been there about that place and i guess it's such just such a weird you know area it makes no sense and why it's like that you know and i mean and we're right here next to you know oak ridge national laboratory they could have a nuke facility that they're stored you know because like when um oh what was that guy's name that hillary clinton had taken out over there lebanon oh vince um, Gaddafi. Uh, Gaddafi. oh Muammar Gaddafi. yeah 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 whenever you know he gave up all his nukes well it all flew into alcoa up here and was taken to oak ridge national laboratory and very, very few people even knew that. Um, but all the nuclear, all his nuclear arsenal come here. Um, and so, you know, it it could even be something tied to Oak Ridge. I mean, and, you know, Papa knew about it and Papa was high up in Oak Ridge. So, I mean, you know, he ain't going to tell you what's happening about it, but he mentioned it. And if he mentioned it, it was worth digging into it kind of, you know. Yeah. So what was, let me ask you this, what was the original reason uh, that they decided to use Oak Ridge as part of, you know, now that Oppenheimer's out and that's the big talk. Why was Oak Ridge one of the facilities chosen to, uh, for that project? Um, the waterway, the Tennessee water, the electric, because you needed so much electric to power all the stuff that they were doing. And we had so many rivers and dams and it was a place that could be protected. 
and we're a bunch of hicks. And so nobody would think that the smartest people in the world are right here stuck in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. You know, I mean, that's kind of the, you know, you go back to the 1920s, you know, they were bringing electricity to us poor Appalachian people, which <laughs> we didn't want none of their stuff, but they kicked everybody out and built dams and waterways. And yeah. There's more power stuff that goes on here than you have any idea. I mean, there's megatons of power that's generated right here. And it all went to Oak Ridge. It was all, it was made to where Oak Ridge would never shut down. Like if something happened, Oak Ridge never lost power. Interesting. And I think that was kind of the main, and it was easy to defend it because of the mountains. Yeah, that's a good point, too, just like uh, NORAD in the mountains itself in Colorado there. Good points. Mm -hmm. All right, let me backtrack a, a few things before we get too far ahead. Uh, you had mentioned earlier uh, you started following politics in the early 90s. And um, how do people not <laughs> – and I'm not the sharpest tool in this shed. I'm about as sharp as a spoon. But how do these people not realize that the game is rigged when people from the same family uh, uh, with a country with over 300 million people, why do we continue to play the politics game? How is it not so obvious, and why do we continue to support uh, uh, this system? Because when I was growing up, we had three TV channels – and you believed everything those people told you. You had basically two, you know, one opinion, two opinions, you know, and then the third one was kind of would side from side to side. And then all of a sudden you went from three TV channels to hundreds of TV channels and they flooded it to where there was so much input into your brain that you couldn't keep the bad signal out and people were entertained on everything else because before you never had any kind of entertainment other than, you know, you'd go to a football game. You had to physically go to the football game. You didn't get to watch it or video it or see it on somebody's phone. And they basically flooded, flooded the place with information, you know, and that's, and that's, I think that goes back to like, you know, the full armor of God, you know, when it's talking about the helmet, I think the helmet is kind of like the most important thing because it's basically blocking your brain. And since I had the brain stuff going on, I kind of experienced some of that. You know, I, I'm a, I always have to have something being fed into my brain. If I'm not having information put in like reading or, or a podcast or something being fed into my brain, I almost go crazy. Um, it's not quite like that now, but it was. And, and I think that that's part of that armor and that armor, if you don't protect your head, your chest plate, the breastplate over your heart and your soul don't matter. You know, it, it you get to the brain, you win everything. 100%. Now, not everybody who's awake is necessarily religious or spiritual. Um, Many are, yourself and, and I included. So the question is, what what do you think is the factor across the board for people who are able to see um, the, this world for the fraud it is? What do you think is the one thing we all have in common for, for those of us who can see? You just, you just know something ain't right. Um, it, it just, it's, there's something in the air that I think everybody can see. 
that is religious. Um, and I, you know, I get into, you, you kind of can get into splitting of the hairs on the religious side. You know, everybody has their own variation of it. Um, you know, but it says, you know, you're, you have to believe in Jesus and you have to have works and, I guess that's kind of how I feel about it, but, and I think that if you don't have that and you are, have that little bit of mustard seed planted inside of you, it, you can sense that there's something not right. And now you start searching and because you can feel that there's something not right. And it's like, you know, Hey, if I'm right and, and, and I'm, or if I'm wrong, I'm good with it. I get put in a pine box and I'm done, you know, but if I'm right, man, all the people, people got a rude awakening coming and they're not going to like what's coming. Yeah. That's funny. The local pastor here, he has people come up to him and says the same thing. What happens when you die and, you know, you realize you spent 30, 40 years of your life and you're just dead. And he turns around and says, imagine uh, if I die and I was, you know, I, I would have been right. And it really makes people think, you know, it's it does. It, it, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Um, going along with your uh, armor of God and things of this nature, there's a I don't want to say a great divide, but there's a lot of people who have. Uh, different answers on how we should handle this. I am leaning more towards, not leaning towards, but um, I feel like if we allow this evil to happen under our watch, aren't we, to to some extent, are we guilty of allowing it to happen? Oh, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Um, you know, he went in and he overchanged the money tables, the tax tables, That's right. whatever it was there. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, it's the re religion of love and you're supposed to love. And, you know, no, they killed a lot of people. <laughs> they they fought. They, they, they fought and fought and fought. So, you know, I, it, that makes me torn. So like and, and I think we have to do like what we're doing. You can't just pick up your pitchfork and go fight. You have to you have to follow even like during the civil war you had the states and then the counties and you have to follow those people but most of those people are corrupt but then you're gonna have good people come up out of them and i think by putting out the word like we're putting out that the more people you wake up the less that they're being able to be seen. Cause just look at all the stuff, the garbage that's being showed on them. And you know, that for once I've known that there's two sides of government for or, or two sides of the criminal justice system for a long time. If you have enough money, you can get out of about anything. Um, pretty much you know you might have to go but they're going to smack you on the hands and then you know within a two-year factor they're going to overturn it or you're going to get sent something you, you know what i mean right right now people see that they actually see that 
you know, some guy got pulled over and had weed in his car and he's doing five years or 10 years. And then you've got other people in government that don't get anything. They yeah. actually don't even their lawyers go to court and they don't go to court um, and they're committing high treason. They should be strung up and, you know, through a court of law or military, not not by civilians. But I mean, you know, you have we have a trial system. We have that. But once everything's corrupt i mean what do you do i mean what you, you know the only thing i can tell you is you don't don't wear flip-flops put on your boots and just get ready because you don't you don't know if it falls is it going to fall in a in a nice way is it going to fall in a bad way it's i've never seen a country fall in a good way uh, i mean and you've been in the military you've seen it too so i mean and if you everybody out there is hoping that the United States falls because we have ruled so many people and put our fist and thumb on the scales, just like Gaddafi, us kicking out Gaddafi. And you could even go as far as Saddam Hussein, you know, he was basically that guy was an American. I mean, yeah, he was part of the CIA. You know, yeah. I mean, so if you, it's what I'm saying. It's that bloodline. And who knows if they even killed that guy. He had, and many how many lookalikes? Yeah, many. I mean, and and so okay. Now you get back to your flat Earth, and this is what I another thing. He's I probably like drinking a beer Earth. with Jim Morrison right now in some continent well, we don't know. Float, of. <laughs> yeah, you float around on another side, and we're not allowed to go past the what the thirty three. 33rd parallel, parallel yeah. the 60th parallel yeah, yeah. and so the, now they're all down there you do your thing here you put in your time and then you're out that's right and, and i literally think that because if you look at how many and now look at all these people that's just checking out that shouldn't be checking out and so you know you talk about the jab you know are they just getting out of here because they did it and they kind of got their free ticket out and they had to make it look like they did and then they're gone now and they're over on the other side and i mean they'll have the reckoning once the final big guy comes back and he has his judgment you know i mean it, it and I guess that when you're talking about that, it's not for us to judge, but it's not for us to lay there and turn the other cheek either. So, I, you know, I don't know what the answer is other than standing up on a soapbox and trying to scream as loud as you can scream and wake up every person. And that's kind of what I'm doing. You know, mine's the fight club, you know, it's, it's Satan and God and God wins in the end but you're literally in the middle and just, and it's kind of humbling when you think about it, you have the most evil, darkest person ever made, ever created Satan. And you have the most wonderful, I, I mean, you don't even know how to describe him, the, the, the creator father, you know, of the universe, the, and those two people are fighting for you. The one's fighting to take you his way on the dark side, and the other one's wanting you just to give you free will to accept him and to reject the other. And and I mean, it's very humbling. And if you can win one person, it was worth the fight. And and you just have to keep fighting. And then hopefully that one person wins one person, and they win one, and it's a domino effect. Um 
but you don't know when he's coming back. No man knows the hour. And so, um, I mean, I, so I don't know. I mean, it, it's just, uh, you, you can't just take up arms. You know, that's the one thing you cannot do. Um, you have to abide by the sheriffs. The sheriffs will call you. The, the states will call you. It kind of goes back to the Civil War stuff, you know. I mean, that's how they did the Civil War. It's Tennessee Volunteers. That's, you know, where we got ours. We volunteered to go fight. Indeed. And uh, one more question, then I want to ask you a little bit about Flat Earth. But for, for the people who still... Um, by the way, I think another thing that we should do, going back to the conversation we just finished, is people need to get out of the system because it is a satanic system um, that we we live in. We need to figure out ways how to get out of it and um, be friendly with your neighbors, barter, do whatever you can to use the system, air quotes, as little as possible. And um, th- that includes uh, – I'll let people – you know, if if you want to vote, pay taxes. Uh, again, that's a whole nother podcast. But uh, you know, talking about it and then still participating in the system, uh, to me personally, uh, isn't helping uh, the situation. What are your thoughts on that? No, you you can't. I mean, you you kind of have to, and to a certain extent, but as little as, as you little do, as you possibly can. Uh, yes, yep. and. I'm trying to get out of it, but I'm so far tied up in it. I mean, it'll, I'll probably be dead and gone before I'm actually ever out of it. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's you, no you one know. simple answer for everybody across mm-hmm. the board either. That's make no. that clear. No, but uh, yeah, it's, it's like the big thing. Um, quit watching TV. I don't watch TV. Um, I've got YouTube. I've got YouTube people that I watch. I, I watch them make stuff and build stuff and do stuff and tear stuff up and, you know, and even that's getting ridiculous to where it's almost like a TV in its <laughs> because they've switched, you know, back in the day, YouTube was good. Now everybody's quitting. I, I'd, I would love to see the actual numbers on these cable channels and stuff that's that they have to be completely upside down on their stuff. I oh, mean, for they, sure. they have they have to be. Um, you'll you'll never see the real numbers because then that'll just turn more people off on them. Um, but if you watch YouTube now, basically YouTube's this another version of cable TV in a roundabout way. So it's getting and and now I think people's turned into the podcast because the podcast you can actually say you know I mean within reason you know what you're it's kind of a free wild west type you know, where you actually can still state your mind, state your, you know, right, wrong, you know, and I, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for America. I love America. I'm I'm an American through and through. Um, You fought for America, which, you know, I highly appreciate and respect. Um, And all those other people that did, you thought you were fighting for a good cause and you were, were fighting for a good cause. Um, and you have when you take that oath you're and and i kind of get torn into this you know it's it's one nation under god right but it kind of almost questions what god are they talking about i know what god i'm talking about correct i'm not sure it's the same god that they're you know when you go to cern and all that stuff you know and, and I I don't know. It's the same one, you know, and, and I mean, we had, I, I guess it all goes to intent. You had good intent 
And if your intent is good, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's, they're the ones that are going to face judgment and have to deal with it. And that lake of fire is mighty hot. (laughs) So I I don't want to go there. Yeah. You're not kidding. Um, I had, I don't think I asked you this question yet, but when we talk about how, whenever there's a quote unquote emergency, uh, you can go back to COVID and it's only a matter of time before, uh, we're involved in another war. We talked a little bit offline before the show started. I think it's sooner rather than later. Uh, we're always quick. You know, they create the emergency uh, so they can manipulate the outcome. Just, again, like COVID, they wanted to get people vaccinated, and they wanted more laws, more rules. Uh, they wanted to cut out the middleman. Why do people uh, continue to trust in the government? If the government was a spouse— you know, if your spouse lies to you once or twice, or your best friend lies to you a couple times, um, you're not going to really trust them anymore. Why do people continue to uh, believe in the government narrative? Because we're taught that from an early age, and and and, and you, I guess it goes back to that love. You know, you love your country, and you love your spouse you love you know your friends you love all that and you wouldn't think you give them the benefit of the doubt and you hope that especially in the politics that it's just that four-year term that's bad or it's just this one and i guess it's when you get to be an old man like i am that you see that 12-step plan is still the same 12-step plan, and it ain't got nothing but worse. And every time something happens, you go to 9-11, the Patriot Act. You go, you know, it's every single time. And and even if you go back to the federal building, I mean, man, they killed those guys, that Timothy McVeigh, and well, I can't remember the other guy's name, but they, they – Terry Nichols. Yeah, they got rid of him quick. Yep. I mean, like, that guy was gone. I mean, and – and you get some of these people, you know, they're on trial for, you know, are in prison, for, you know, condemned to die for 30 years. They end up dying of old age instead of, you know, executed. And this guy, they he was gone. So that dude knew something. There was something. He had a way to say something or do something, and they shut him up. And to me, that is funny. That that And the police officer, um, I think you've, you've been one that, that's – that's pushed that police officer that Terrence Jakey. That's yes, sir. That that's a whole other thing. And then the lady, you know, on the nine eleven, you know, saying that about the other building, you know, falling and it ain't even fell yet. You know, she's standing there in front of it. And then that one guy that's talking about, you know, that's a peaceful protest and the city's burning behind him. And it, it's just like, you know, you, but you still want to trust them. You still want to believe that that one person is bad, not the whole entire system. It's this system is so vast and so big and there has to be good Patriot people in there that we would consider Patriots. But then you always hear that every man's got their price. And then what happens once they get something on you, you know, you start getting into these societies and if they get something on you, what would you do for that not to come out? I mean, and I think that's where 
I think that's the the honey pot, the honey trap, whatever you want to call it. And I and it's got to do with money, with with sex, with everything. I mean, they're going to get you one way or the other. Once you, you, there is many, many, many politicians that are dirt poor that can't even afford to to file to get into office, and yet. Within a couple of years, they're a millionaire. They're <laughs> right. all, all of them. They're all millionaires. How, yep. how do you go into a place to serve the people and become the richest, richest, most powerful people that's ever been around? All of them. And it's every single one of them. There's uh, literally open the phone book and pick out, you know, 500 people for a Congress and, and you know, a uh, hundred and something for our Senate. And I'm a happy, I don't care who you pick. We would be a hundred times better than what we are right now. And, and I, people don't realize that. And I think, especially if they see a little something that's wrong and then they get their attention and they start looking and it's just this one person and it looks and it's a little bit bigger but then now they get sidetracked. Facebook, Google, um, you know, what color cabinets are we, or you know, countertops are we putting in, or you know, we're this or that. The office, you know, now that they 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 keep us so screwed in the brain that you can't concentrate on what they're doing. They're magicians. These people, it shouldn't be politics. It should be the magicians. I mean, because that's they're wizards. They're they're witches and wizard warlocks or whatever you want to call it. That they're you know, they're all basically almost all of them are demonic. I mean, that's I don't know how else to put it. You can't go in. You you can't do what they do. And just open up your checking account. Let us see your checking account. And we'll know if you're the true deal or not. <laughs> there you go. And, and, and I think bottom line. Yeah, I think these people should be barred from doing any transactions with stock options because, you know, this government wasn't created uh, for politics to be a career. It, it's supposed to be, you know, you're a successful businessman and you, ste you step out of the private private life and as a public servant to serve your people. You, you spend a few years doing that and then you go back you know, it's, you're supposed to be a humble human being. You're supposed to go in and help the, the, the people of your city, your state, etc. And, and now you've got <laughs> – there's a picture of Nancy Pelosi posing with JFK. I mean, it, that's mm -hmm. been 60 years, and, and yeah. these people, uh, they're parasites is exactly what they are. And it's, it's truly sad. It's interesting that you brought up Timothy McVeigh because, um, boy – that guy has MK Ultra or CIA all over him because he was on um, General Schwarzkopf's PSD, his personal security detail, during Operation Desert Storm. And, and you don't become, you know, on that team unless you've been vetted uh, extremely carefully. And obviously, you know, his quote unquote extremism, uh, you would think would have would have been uh, scoped out. And uh, it's interesting that his trial was moved from Oklahoma City to Denver, of all cities, because a lot of people believe that's the home of the NWO here in the States under the DIA, etc. And then um, there's lots of reports. You, you can, of course, don't use Google. You use your alternate search engines. If I remember correctly, I think they put, the, you know, for his lethal injection, I think they put the needle in his leg. And there were some reports when they closed the curtain. Um, I want to say there was a reporter that said that she still saw his chest rising and falling. 
So, and then there's pictures apparently of him. And by the way, he happened to die exactly 90 days prior to 9-11. He died June 11th, uh, 2001. And then 9-11 happened 90 days later. And, you know, he was out of the news cycle for many years because everything was 9-11. So, you know, Timothy McVeigh, he very uh, may well could be on that island with Jim Morrison and everybody else. You know, he's so smart he can make this NAFU bomb, I think it was called, uh, but he forgot his license plate on his car. I mean, seriously? Yeah. Oh, no, no. These guys are trained, and it was all set up. And that's, and that's just like, you know, you go to um, – Oh my gosh, uh, Bush Senior. You know, so you got Papa Bush was in there with the Nazis, and then you got Daddy Bush was in there with Kennedy, and then you got George Bush is in there with nine eleven, and then poor old Jeb. Jeb got <laughs> Jeb got kicked out. I don't know. <laughs> I feel sorry for Jeb. He's the only one that didn't get a corrupt position. Well, Jeb you know? did play an important role of getting George in. Remember, he just yes. so happened to oh, be yeah. the governor of Florida. Governor of Florida, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the hanging Chad, of course. Um, so yeah, I mean, he but but he still didn't go where he thought he was going to go. <laughs> no, he's got the personality of a doorknob. No, yes, absolutely. And and you know, that's the other thing. You get into the the whole Hitler thing, um, the whole Nazi that I mean, they're all in South America. I mean, they got places in Argentina that are nothing but Germans. I mean, yep. they have their own German, everything is German there. And I mean, and basically Operation Paperclip, we got all the Germans here. So, like, I mean, they're all tied together, and this is all it's that and that's why i go back to so you can get so tied up in each individual little thing that you don't look at the whole picture and that's kind of how i got you know once again that church of satan i mean if he's here for a thousand years or however long he's here that everything here is his he he owns everything here until that final battle and and so they can make it he can do whatever i mean and all you know it's just all basically boils down to your soul and i mean and that and if you look in life the absolute only thing that you have control over is your soul that is the only thing that you have control over you don't have control over anything else nothing free will you have the free will to choose jesus or not to and and that's that's it. That that's what it boils down to. And, and you slice and dice it, take the Ginzu knife to it, and it still comes out the same, you know. And and the politics, and I I find it fascinating all the politics, and you know the flat Earth, the whole you know the four pillars of the Earth, you know it it it. it I mean, it states right there. And then you know the flood. God opened, you know, Jesus or well, God opened up the window. And, of heaven and he flooded the earth i mean man that's a heck of a window you know I that's mean, right like, so it's like how did he open up a window why would he open up a window to flood the earth i mean it, it just there's so much and, and then you kind of get into the you know uh, you, you kind of the cat you go back to the catholics so like i said rome never fell the Catholics, the Jesuits have been in charge of it forever. They so basically to me, 
and, and I know I'm probably going to tick a lot of people off, but that is Satan right there. That the that Roman Catholic Jesuit that is your satan, satanic bond versus you know Jesus. So basically, they're the ones that were there when Jesus died. They could have stopped it. They didn't. And all through time, there has not been a one single war that has been fought that the Catholics have not been involved with in some way or another. Not one. Indeed. It's interesting. I had a listener send me a picture uh, of a Catholic church. He was, I guess he was doing some maintenance inside there. Maybe he, I, I don't remember, but he took pictures and showed me that. I mean, the church must have, it must be a $10 million church. Uh, it, it looks like it was recently built, but at the top, it, it had a stained glass window kind of arch at the very top where you could see through and it had, uh, the IHS Jesuit symbol on it. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the thing? Oh, you mentioned Ginsu Knife. We're showing our age with that one. Um, and for, as far as the German cities down in South America, uh, use Google for the search engine. Put in La uh, Cumbrecita, Argentina. And if you just look at the images, you will think you uh, that you're looking at some old Bavarian town like from the 1950s or 60s. Yep, there's a reason Jim Jones went down there. <laughs> so everybody goes to South America. Yeah. Mean, if you want to, if you want to run away and start your own thing, you go down there. I mean, it. I, I'd be scared to see what the, what they is actually below the border now. Oh, I mean, could you imagine? Yeah, and and you know, here's another fun factor about the flat Earth. So we have all these digging machines you know we can dig and dig and tunnel and tunnel and that's a whole other story i mean how many thousands and thousands of miles have these underground tunneling boring machines tunneled if you just type in how many of them's been made and then how much they can actually dig per day it's staggering at the amount of earth that they can dig well, if we're going to fight China, why didn't we just, because I've heard that my whole life. If you went on the other side of the earth, China's, they're all upside down. You know, we're we're standing right. on top of China. Um, why don't we just dig a hole and just go straight through them and surprise attack them? Yeah, and the deepest <laughs> hole in the world, I think it's in Siberia, and it's seven and a half miles. miles. Something, seven miles, something, yep. yeah. And, that's, and it and, melted. And yeah. it's exactly as deep as the deepest part of the ocean. They're both seven yes. and a half miles deep, and... The, the deepest hole that they've tried diamonds, everything else, nothing. That's as far as they can go. Uh, Which but almost course, makes you want to go. If it, so if they can dig a hole seven miles or bore a hole seven miles, why don't they go to the deepest part? And this is just my peanut brain thinking. If they can't dig a hole because it's too hot, why don't you go to the deepest part of the ocean where it's nice and cold down there and then start boring your hole? Um, you see right. what I'm saying? You could go a whole lot deeper, but they can't. That's right. There's a re- there's a reason they can't. And and you, you there there's a reason. A hundred percent. We haven't really talked about your journey to the flat Earth too much. Why don't you kind of how how did that become, and um, what did it take to allow your your guard to come down, and how did it change your uh, perspective on everything? I don't know. I've I've always been puzzled. Like I said, I have that postcard from the bird, you know, from where they were in Antarctica. I guess I've always kind of been fascinated with Antarctica 
and why you couldn't go down there. Um, and you know, it goes back to Atlantis and it's that, you know, you hear all this stuff. So even, you know, as a kid, and I don't know if you remember, you know, they used to have the, um, you know, the wild world of Disney they had, and that was another thing they, they started their, the wonderful world of Disney shows on Sunday night at seven o'clock when church was starting. And that's when all that stuff was a huge controversy when I was a kid uh, about that. But they had, you know, they would have their little storylines about Atlantis and, you know, Antarctica and showing the little penguins in Antarctica and all this. And it was always just, I I never did understand because I've always kind of tracked, you know, like the military stuff, the weaponry and all that. And the Admiral Byrd, you know, him, him talking, that guy, if you listen to his story that he was telling i mean it was like a jules Verne going you know straight to the center of the earth i mean you know it was kind of a weird conversation and i mean and that just kind of piqued my interest and you know once you start looking and and like i said once you start looking and you seeing stuff you can't really the whole moon that moon thing that was a fake. Do you remember Land Between uh, Land of the Lost? When oh, of course, kid? yeah. The bad that CGI had those, those weird looking from the seventies. Yeah, yeah. It had those weird creatures that the um, Klingon or the I don't remember what they were called, but they look lizard people and and that. I remember watching that when I was a kid, and it looked so real. I used to think, you know, man, that was just the coolest thing. And then I seen it years later, and it's just like man this is so fake (laughs) i'm like you can just it's like how did i even i can't even believe i watched this and thought it was semi-real and you kind of see that with the moon landing it's like i think the same people that did the moon landing made that land between the land of the lost (laughs) i think they were the same people so i mean it it just it, it nothing made sense on the moon landing and then then you get in so if you can't go to the moon, why have we not been back? So I, I'm a business guy. And if I can sell moon rocks, just plain old moon rocks, I can figure out a way if I can get there. If somebody else can figure out how to get there, I can figure out how to get there. And I would be selling moon rocks if nothing else. There has to be something, some kind of rare mineral on on that rock nobody goes back and it don't make no sense and you know it just you you can't you can only have such a powerful telescope they won't you can't sell it they won't sell it to you you can't make it it's it's actually against the law to have a telescope catholic church has lucifer which i find hilarious um but yeah, you can't as a private citizen, you can't make a telescope or have a telescope that is powerful to see the moon. Um, why? Why why can't you? And you know, and I I that kind of just makes you wonder is it real? And if it's not real, what is it? Is it plasma? Is it gas? Is it where does it go when the stars how do these people back, you know, 4,000 years before Jesus be able to look at the stars and be able to plant corn and stuff because that same star was there 
at that position one year later. It took it one year to go in a circle and make its way back to you. And it showed up in the exact same place. You know, they made they made the the rocks with the holes in them the, for the calendars. And that one, you know, it would line up and that was their equinox. That was their, you know, that's when they fall was happening. They had to, you know, and you can't have that speeding through space. You you can't have it. You just, you can't, it's impossible. Um, and I guess that's the biggest one. So it's not so much the earth being flat as us not being on a globe, I guess would be the biggest thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting. I was just thinking while you were saying that, uh, as we became more advanced <laughs> technologically, I guess we're, I don't think we're advanced. Uh, I think the folks back then are much wiser and smarter than we are today, but it seems like when we stopped looking up is kind of when we got dumbed down, right? We stopped mm-hmm. looking up. You can use that as an analogy, uh, but you can also use it as what they really did. They used the sky as a clock, as a calendar, um, and we stopped looking up. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. You stop looking up and you also look up for the Heavenly Father. Precisely. And so it's the same, it's the same thing. Yep. And they, you know, and they keep you looking at that stupid phone and that's your, that's your everything now. That's you know? right. And, and guess what? God's not in that, in that phone. Um, I mean, he is, if you look, but you have to look, you know, other than going outside and, and just right. looking up and seeing the stars and be like, who put this here you know this ain't a big bang it it, you know who who put this here and if we have a creator if you get out into nature and you start if you have any kind of a brain at all and and that's the one thing you got to give these people credit for oh yeah they 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 have dumbed the people down you go to college for 20 years i mean you're in you're in grade school until you're, you know, 18 and then you turn around and go to college to some of these people are, are, you know, 30 year old by the time they get out and they're so stupid. They, they don't know anything. They, they literally, I, I work for a lot of these people and you, they got a lot of money and, and, you know, we, we do technical stuff and, you know, mechanical type stuff for them. And you wonder, you talk to them and you realize how in the world did you get your money because you couldn't, you ain't got enough brains to get in and out of the rain. I mean, like literally and, and these schools, they teach them. I don't know what they teach them. I didn't go. I, I, I started to go. I was going to go into physics. That's, that's actually what I was going to go to college for. And I started and I got in and I'm like, man, I'm out of here. These people are dumb. I mean, like, this is the dumbest stuff. I, I mean, it, you could just smell the indoctrination. And that was in 85, 86. So I couldn't imagine what it is now. Um, and, 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 but you have to give them credit because they brainwashed these people. I mean, literally, they have no brain cells left that they, everything that, I, I don't know. And, 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 and that goes back to one thing you were talking about, like, what can you do? Um, and this kind of goes into a military stance, the military, and even like what they do in, in their little cult 
whatever you want to call them, even the Freemasons or whatever groups that they want to put you in, it's all structured in a pyramid. That's why they make such a big deal out of the pyramid. You got one person on top and then he has two hands and he's got five fingers or, you know, four fingers on each hand and a thumb and he's got strings and he's controlling 10 people. And then those people are controlling 10 people. And, and that's how it, it, it goes up that chain of right. command, just like the military. And that, and that's kind of what they've done to us in a roundabout way. And you're in a group and that's the whole string theory, you know, that you wonder where these guys come up with string theory. Well, it's because everything's connected in some way or another. They have a string connected to you that they can pull and get you back in line and get you back to your puppet master. And and it's kind of it. it, it I mean, it's a big you can just talk for days on this stuff. And I mean, because it's all related. Everything is tied together and they have their hands on everything there's not one thing other than your soul that they don't have their hands on i don't think i've ever done a podcast on the fact hunter where uh an episode didn't cross with another the, the rabbit yes. holes always uh 100 intersect and i do think bill cooper said it perfectly people will argue um and i'm guilty i've been guilty of this you know who's at the top who's in charge is it is it the jews is it the the jesuits is it the the illuminati the the freemasons and bill got it right at the end of the day they're all um they're all luciferians he is Satan. yeah he is the top chief mm-hmm. at the top mm-hmm. of the pyramid and then you can argue who's under him mm-hmm. uh and they're all struggling for power and you can mm-hmm. argue um you know and I think it varies during different times, during different periods. I think over the course of history, some of these groups, uh, I think in the 1800s, I, th- I think the uh, Freemasons had a lot more power than they do now. I could be wrong, but when they um, commit an entire political party <laughs> called the Anti-Mason Party, um, you know, from 1830 to, to whenever, um, because they realized, just like you name your podcast, The Church of Satan, you realize how important it is to fight this. I mean, it, it's a big deal, but at the end of the day, they all answer to him. They do. They, and it's all his and everything, everything here he controls. And then it's the same people in charge. They just fight amongst themselves. And I mean, it's, and then who's got what on who, and it's that pyramid. And this guy gets to climb up and be that puppet master, of you know, these people. And then it, it just, it's the same thing. I mean, and it, it's all, it's all related, but yet it's all different at the same time. And, and they control everything. And it, 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 if you go when Jesus died, that's when it started. And and it's been going on ever since then. And like you said, who's in charge? Well, it's Satan. And this is Satan's realm. He will rule the earth. Um and he is ruling it, in my opinion. I mean, that's that's the that's the head guy in charge, and you're not going to beat him. You can just annoy the crap out of him by taking souls out of his little wind box. Um, and I guess that's what I'm trying to do is just tick him off. And boy, he gets mad. <laughs> He'll throw everything in the world at you. Uh, I've had a bunch of stuff thrown at me, and you just got to keep going. Just just keep trugging along. You know, I mean, that's all you can do. Help if I muted myself. He uh, he tempted Jesus for forty days, right in the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, just imagine, what, you know, Jesus is many levels above us as far as perfection. So you can imagine uh, what he's doing to us. 
It's it's insane. It's everywhere your eyes look, he's got something there to tempt you. And 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 the only thing that you have really is time. And if he can tick your clock down without you going towards God, he wins that soul. And and I mean, and that's it's like the gears of time, the sand of time, you know, you hear it all different ways, but it's you know, he, he just wants to run your clock out and he, he knows that he, he, he is smart enough to know that he, when he loses that final battle, he, he knows that he knows that there's no way that he can win it. He's already been dealt that hand. And the only thing that he can do is annoy God by taking people out and i mean all god wants is you to have a relationship with him you don't need to go pray to another man for that man to pray for you right you need to have a relationship with him you need to be in lock stock and barrel with him and and everything that makes the temptations not there you know when you rely on him and you can keep your focus on him which is like what you were saying getting out of this society and and getting out of that system that every time you get out of that system and you take something out that's perverting you or your mind it puts you one step closer to jesus to god and then you get stronger and stronger and stronger and that's the full armor of god and that's you know all i can say is don't wear flip-flops and don't have a latte and don't have a man bun and you probably be a lot better <laughs> off you know <laughs> oh that's funny man that land of the lost reference i'll, I'll be thinking about that all night uh, you know what all these old tv shows i uh, i wonder if that was more mockery as i i know i'm just completely jump ship here but you know what it, it was all they had all the dinosaurs in, yep. in that show and uh they had <laughs> i guess you could call them reptilians yeah, basically, they were. They the, were uh, the, I think they, they tell the, you everything that they're doing. They tell you. Yeah, they, they can't not not tell you. It's kind of like that vampire, say, you know, Satan, Santa Claus. You have you have to invite that vampire into your house, and, yeah. and that's true of your personal body is your house that, and you have to invite Satan into your house, and and that's kind of the same reference that reptilian. They have to tell you what they're doing, and. And you invite them in, you know, as a little kid, you're inviting Santa Claus into your house. Well, that dude lives at the North Pole. And if you invert it, you're back at the South Pole. I mean, it's all, it's just a weird, the whole thing's weird. And it just, you can't figure it out. Like nothing, it doesn't make sense. And like you said, it, and you know, the land of the lost, like they are reptilians and they're telling you they're reptilians. And if you take one of those creatures and you put it up in the Nancy Pelosi's face, there ain't much difference. <laughs> you know, there really and truly ain't. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I'm interviewing Gary Wayne on Tuesday night. Uh, I'll, I'll have more information on that. Uh, I got his book. It's like 800 pages. I got a lot oh, of wow. reading to do. It, it, it's an incredible book. Um, but yeah. Now, it, it, what is it? It's the Genesis 6 cons- uh, conspiracy. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. And he, he's he's basically the subject matter expert, um, and he uh, the book's called the conspiracy, the Genesis Six conspiracy, how secret societies and the descendants of giants plan to enslave humankind. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, it's an incredible book. The Nephilim, and yeah, hundred percent, yeah, yep, yep. 
And you, of course, God wiped out the earth because altering DNA, messing, right? <laughs> And, Can you imagine those claw marks that were on that door of Noah's Ark? Oh my gosh! Trying to get in that door. Can you imagine if they ever? And that's why they won't let you find that. That you'll never find that ship because, for one, it validates the story of that's Noah. right. And then because of the claw marks of those creatures trying to get into that ship, um, the beast that were that God got rid of. I mean that that it would be unreal at the claw marks you would see into that door. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, we got about 10 minutes left. Um, was there anything that we haven't covered yet that you had jotted I down that you wanted to mention? I don't think so. I think that's about it. I mean, I could just sit and talk all night. So Yeah, likewise, <laughs> you gotta, man. You got to stop somewhere. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, there is so much to cover. And, uh, man, what a great uh, – we're, we're coming up on 90 minutes, and there is so much to talk about because – uh, we've been deceived by by everyone uh, about everything, and the hardest part of waking up is kind of realizing, uh, like I realized I had to kind of, like you know how you have your computer and you check your storage to see, like I've got a Mac, you got to look to see how much storage you have left, and then you realize all, all of this memory I have on my hard drive is corrupted, it's no good. So you've got to kind of delete all that out and then start learning mm -hmm. the, the right way. And to me, it kind of reminded me of basic training in the military. Uh, like you went in as a as an 18-year-old snot-nosed kid. I was 18 years in like less than two weeks uh, when I when I showed up to basic training. And you think you know everything. And then uh, they, they basically break you down and, and build you back up. And that's kind of... Uh, what you have to do. But one of the greatest things for me is to realize is you got to put uh, Jesus first. And uh, this is a war of good against evil. And most people, obviously most people who listen to this podcast realize it and understand it. I just wish um, more people would see it because even there's a lot of people who have woken up to like what went on with COVID. And there's some people who uh, and we pray for them every single day, and I never belittle the the people who had to get the jab. It is what it is. Um, but at the same time, I wish they would see there's still some people who don't see the bigger picture. You don't understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I didn't wear the mask. I mean, I wore it if I had, you know, I had a lot going on with my brain at the time. Um, and when I went into the neurosurgeons and the cancer places, I had to wear it. But when I went in Walmart and I actually got thrown out of a sprint store and got the wall called on me because I didn't wear one, um, I wouldn't wear it. I just, I, you, you couldn't convince me that those little particles were going to be stopped by a paper mask. Cause I sand stuff and do stuff and I put on them paper mask and you end up blowing your nose and all kind of crazy crap comes out of it. And a cell phone it, store it, called the police on you. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And they went out of business. So, I mean, <laughs> power of prayer. And read what you saw. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it you just, I, I guess, I guess that goes back to to that parable, you know, where he's talking about that mustard seed. If you plant that mustard seed yep. in them, that it'll grow. And and I guess that kind of is that wakening your eyes up. Now you can put weed killer and kill that mustard seed when it starts sprouting, and you just pray that those people kind of keep their eyes open and listen and learn more. And I learned daily, man, I failed 
so many times in my life. I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've failed and you just get back up, knock the dust off and reboot, start all over. You know, you learn it's the school of hard knocks, the stupid tax. I can't tell you how much stupid tax I've paid in my life. Um, and, and you just got to learn, you know, and, and, and just learn from your mistakes, try to watch other people and learn from their mistakes and just try to stay focused on Jesus and on God. And the more you can focus on him, I, I mean, I find myself not not focusing on him. And, and, you know, and I'm trying to every day to stay in focus on him. And it's so hard not to. And, um, you know, and, I, and I'm superstitious as I'll get out. I grew up in the mountains. I'm superstitious. Um, you know, we like if a cat walks in front of my car i'm putting a cross on my shield on the windshield <laughs> and my wife thinks i'm nuts but i've been doing it my whole entire life um i just you know and it's not the fact so there's you know you kind of get into the pagan side of stuff yeah and, and it there's a lot of similarity between the pagans the christians the whole you know, like some of our beliefs, like we, anything demonic, you don't call in anything. Everything out there is demonic. And what we were kind of doing was pushing our people up here was kind of pushing that demonic away from you. Like, you know, putting the salt out, you know, stuff don't like salt. Yeah. You, you know, it's kind of like snails. You know, you're keeping the snails away. If you want snails off your plant, put salt out. They, they disappear quickly, don't they? <laughs> yes, yes. And so that's kind of like, and, and you know, you get some of these people up here, they're more Christian than what they think they are. You know, they're, there's more, they're in, they're kind of into the nature side of stuff and they can see they don't really have to do with the government. They don't really believe in none of that stuff. You know, they're, they can see that there's wrongdoings and there's, you know, the wars and all that. And they believe in the creator, but yet they believe, you know, in weird creators. I mean, you know, they, they almost got it right. Just not quite, you know, but you just, you know, you hope and pray that these people wake up and see it. And I mean, and, and you just, you know, like the, the, there's so much that gives Christianity a bad name um, that turn a lot of people off. And, then, you know, they've perverted, they're trying to pervert the Christian, you know, religion. Um, and I don't, I don't really call myself religious. I mean, I, I you know, I am in that sense, but it's not a, a big religion, you know, I, like organized I, religion, which organized you, religion. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, um, I, I just, it's kind of funny. Like if you're watching, you know, some of these shows, the, the, the TV preachers and, you know, and even that, even the smiley preacher, you know, the one I'm talking about, it's always on. He's got, he's probably got a half a million dollars in his teeth. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, smiling, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, even that guy as bad as what some of us think that he's doing, he's at least planting those mustard seeds. And, and if he can get you just to open your eyes, I mean, you got to get away from, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, you know, but it, 
you just you can't belittle them for doing what they're doing if that makes any sense because they're they're at least planting those seeds and there's so many people out here that ain't planting the seeds and they're just spraying weed killer you know and and i mean and you you kind of it i guess it takes all kind to wake people up because not everybody sees the same not everybody's in the same place in their life 100 percent Steve, man, it's been a great 90 minutes. Uh, before we go, can you please just tell us a little bit about your podcast and where people can find it? And again, just a reminder, folks, uh, the, the link will be in the show description, but tell us a little bit about your podcast again as we close. Yep, it's just uh, Church of Satan. Uh, it's on Spotify and uh, we're putting them out, trying to do two shows a week. Um we got a bunch of backlog. I mean, it's already been produced. They're just not out there. They're scheduled. Um, and I'm basically just talking about all this stuff that we're talking about now. I mean, it could be, you know, from going into the cancer place and just seeing all the dead people, you know, they've given up hope. You know, when you say you see the dead, you can see the dead anywhere. Anybody can see them. You know, it's people just give up hope. Um, and you don't have to, you know, there's more to life than that. And you just, you know, just talk a little bit about fighting, you know, putting up the good fight. God wants you to put up a good fight. He don't want you to lay down, you know, and just try to talk to people and just spread the word. I mean, that's pretty much it. And try to get other people motivated for them to spread the word. And then, and then the fun fact of all that is you get to see all these stupid conspiracy theories that ain't conspiracy theories no more. It's what we call reality. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you get to talk about those. Well, Matt, you're a, um, you're just a fantastic person. And I'm so happy to, you know, when I read your email, you've had to overcome a lot physically and uh, continue to keep you uh, in our prayers. Uh, stay healthy because we need you in the fight, brother. Well, I appreciate it. And I ain't uh, planning on going nowhere yet. So there you go. <laughs> well, God and, bless uh, you. Uh, go ahead. Yep. God, God don't want me up there yet because I got too many questions and I want to aggravate the heck out of him. And, and, <laughs> and I'm not going to hell because I know how to do heat and air and I'll freeze that bastard out. That's the only thing I got to say. You know? <laughs> uh, you'll be down there laying the H back. He'll kick you out. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, brother, again, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for uh, coming on the podcast uh, and giving a lot of valuable information. I always say I've learned something uh, from every single individual that's been on here. And I've certainly learned a lot from you. So thank you for sharing the knowledge and everybody check out Steve's podcast. Um, again, it'll be linked in the show description. Uh, Steve from the great state of Tennessee. My wife had always said, if we hit the lotto, that's where we were moving to. We're going to get a great big house on top of the mountain down there. Nothing more East beautiful, Tennessee. nothing more beautiful than uh, Tennessee yep. in the fall. That's for sure. E- East to East Tennessee. E- well, yeah, East, East Tennessee. Yeah, we still want yeah, we're to get not stay, We're not yeah. going <laughs> to hang out in Memphis, Arkansas area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, as they say. Um, it's flat though. It's, <laughs> it's too flat. You got to get in the mountains. A hundred percent. Well, God bless yeah. your brother. And thank you all, right. all so much, uh, for listening and for your support. And again, uh, questions, comments, concerns, or you'd like to come on like Steve did tonight. It is the flat earth files at gmail.com and make sure you check out the website, the flat earth files.com for Steve. I'm George. God bless you all. Keep your head on a swivel. And until the next time. We will see you.